0: Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And a good morning. What What a
1: gorgeous morning. Boy. I'm
2: telling you, it's T-shirt weather.
1: I was on the on the road coming down 404 uh, when the sun was rising. What a beautiful sunrise. Oh, what's that old saying, though? Red sky at night, yeah. uh, sailors delight. Right. And then red sky in the when morning, sailors, sailors take warning. Morning, right? And there was a red sky this morning. But, so I don't, like, very, to me, it was very red. That's but you I'm, were
2: the guy who was sending photographs of last night's sunset. Yeah, so, yeah that's so true. So you're really getting into oh, the, yeah. the sunrises oh. and sets these well, days. Well, uh, the
1: days are getting longer. It's, it's getting sure and later lately, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we are yeah. on the garden show, my friends. And uh, Charlie Doblin, of course, seated next to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Within
1: hitting distance, as they say, at least I say. Uh, let me get you the phone numbers, okay? Uh, for Toronto area listeners, here you go: four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Then anywhere in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And our little mantra is: call early, call often, one question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, please let Sebastian, the good-looking young man mm, who mans the phone lines there, no, and he gives us a big thank you wave. Uh, yeah, let let Sebastian know. And when you get to the air, hey, you'll hear that
2: little garden wings. Garden wings. Hey, I, it. I was just listening very, very closely to you giving the phone numbers there. Yeah. Because next week, and for the next actually three Saturdays. I'll be having to give the numbers oh, because I right. am going to be you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, and you're we... going to
1: have to lose a couple of inches in life, But <laughs>
2: uh So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm studying your technique here because well, that's what I uh, – for those of you who don't know this, Frank is abandoning us here in Toronto, and he's <laughs> heading off to sunny, warmer climes with much – Little parasols, umbrellas in the drinks, and <laughs> that's uh, right. And you know, kind of sun
1: and surf. Going to be taking a Caribbean cruise, and we're really looking forward. To yeah,
0: it. I bet you are. Yeah, we don't actually you. leave
1: next Friday, so <laughs> there you go. I still I hate, hate you. you.
0: <laughs>
2: How nice! How nice! But nevertheless, <laughs> anyway, yes, hmm. indeed. So, um, but joining me next week, mm-hmm. in lieu of you not being here, yeah. I will be you, and Sean James is going to join as our co-host. Um, He's been with us before. Yes, every. He's a principal from Fern Ridge Landscaping. Very sweet gentleman. Very smart guy. And his whole thing is sustainable design. Uh Designing gardens that require fewer inputs. So they're less maintenance, they're less drag on you, less costly to maintain, and continue to look beautiful through extremes, right? You know, drought or rain or whatever. So um, we'll be talking a bit about that. Fusion gardening, fusion design, sustainable design next week.
1: Excellent, excellent uh, right. Okay, uh, the Garden Show broadcasting live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village And just a quick note that the guys who follow us, Dave's Corner Garage mm-hmm. They're going to be broadcasting, of course, from the Canadian International Auto Show So you'll be hearing them live from there
2: Yeah, doing their wacky show
1: Oh, they have they have tons of fun, that's for they sure They sure do Okay, let's take a little bit of a break here
0: at on Zoomer Radio fur and feathers and bugs of all size there's more going on in the garden than you realize should small creatures become a big problem then you've got the garden show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zuma Radio
1: well, um, I haven't gotten my bell-ringing arm out yet, and certainly not for our first caller. No, no, no we've friend. Yeah, Josephine is part of the family or here.
2: Just a friend, I guess in is the from, right way to say in that. In from
1: Pickering <laughs> via the vote. Good morning, Josephine.
3: Good morning, Frank and Charlie. How are you this morning? Excellent on this sunny day. Guess what? On Monday, mm-hmm. I saw the first
2: five robins in my Japanese lilac tree. Whoa. Wow. Lovely. Full-grown. Well, you know yeah. what? I I saw something um and they actually had some uh entom not entomologist, uh, whatever, bird yep. expert talking about the robins that haven't left this winter. And it was all to do with food. Apparently the heart there was so many berries left available that the robins haven't needed to go south. They you know it's it's yeah, usually yeah. food based when they leave. So there was such a you know last mm-hmm. season so many of the crab apples and the elderberries and the you know service berries were still available that the robins have hung out for the yeah, winter. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of a cool neat that way. It's an unusual winter. Well, it was a nice surprise on Monday morning. Yeah, no question.
3: Okay, question. Mm-hmm. I have a very large poinsettia plant that I have. Mm-hmm. Now, is it worth my while to try to save it for next year? Or should I just after, because it's pretty well dilapidated. The white one's okay, but the red one looks pretty dilapidated. Mm-hmm. If I was to turn around, if it's not going to bloom, because I'm not going to fight with it like I fight with the amaryllis, (laughs) turn around and plant it in the yard and let it grow. And if it goes in the end of the season,
2: I just get a new poinsettia. Well, you know what? If you, even if you wanted to keep it, uh, the best way to keep it is to put it outside. But, of course, you have to, we have to be frost-free, so it won't go out until June, probably, and, of course, it'll come back into your house by the end of August, early September. Um, Is it worth it? Good question. Some people really enjoy the challenge. (laughs) I know the amaryllis is probably Mm -hmm. causing you enough heartache. Maybe you don't want any more challenges from your plants. Well, I discovered something new with the amaryllis, but that'll be another day. Okay. Okay. But But if you do want to keep a poinsettia, at this point they are looking a bit dilapidated, so you've got to keep them in a sunny location. You've got to feel the surface of the soil every day. Keep them on the, you know, moist but not wet, and don't ever let them completely dry out. And get ready with your scissors. You're going to do a pruning. You're going to prune the plants right back, uh, depending so about, on the size. What about um, maybe about six inches? Uh, exactly. Like it's one of those things, depending on the. The size of the pot and the size of the plant. It's you want to by pruning about a third it. Off. Well, yeah, about a third, because ultimately, you it's going to be more compact. It's going to have leaves. It'll be dense. It'll be a better looking plant mm-hmm. as the new growth comes out after you prune, and then maybe a little fertilizer. Uh, you know, we'll start with our fertilizing in March and doing that once a month. So it's a pretty good looking plant by the end of summer. It's a really green, bushy plant. The coloring it is the is the bigger challenge. It's getting it to turn red or white or whatever the case may be. That takes a little bit of work. Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering, whether it's worth the effort. Sometimes people have a, a, a bedroom that they don't use, a spare bedroom, something that's got a window so there's sunlight coming in during the day, but it's dark in there at night. No,
3: can't put it in the bedroom because the bedroom faces north.
2: Oh, right. so my best wouldn't be room is enough. the
3: living room, and right now I've got my blinds drawn as much as I can because the sun is blaring through. Yeah,
2: well, that's the challenge. You're right, because through September, October, November, you know, whatever the sort of time frame is, basically it's about a 10-week time frame where we need to provide... Twelve hours of dark and twelve hours of light every twenty-four hours for a, an extended period, multi weeks, which is a bit of a hassle in and out yeah. with the plant into the front hall cupboard every night, kind of thing. Okay, so, then it's a it's an idea if you if you want to do it. It's a bit of work, but it it can be fun. I've had some great photos sent in by some of our listeners who have pulled it off. So
3: well, I'm going to have another question in the spring for you okay. guys <clears throat> planting, replanting my garden.
2: Excellent.
3: Okay, Looking forward you, to Josephine. hearing from you. It's good hearing from you too. You. Make my day. Oh, oh Thank well. you.
2: And have mm-hmm. a nice good way to family start weekend. Yes, you too. Thank you.
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: Long holiday weekend for a lot of people. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. It's yes, interesting we are.
2: that Josephine was talking about the Robins. Yeah. Because you know what's on right now. Oh, the bird count. The Great Backyard Bird Count is on as we speak. And I was looking for the word ornithologist, which, thank you, Sebastian, provided to me. Do you know, it just started yesterday, uh-huh. the Great Backyard Bird Count is a four, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And Monday yep. It's four days. So it started yesterday. And already, from all over the world, close to three million birds have been counted individual birds have been counted, 4,000 species observed, and 26,000 checklists have been submitted already.
1: Wow, that's good. And yeah. so, yeah, just take fifteen minutes out of your day and that's observe where your backyard or where the most birds. You can go for a walk. Gathers. You
2: can yeah. sit in your living room and look out the mm-hmm. window. Bottom line is, you're going to count species and then number yeah. of individuals within the species.
1: And where do you go to record your? Uh, well, you need
2: easiest place to go is well. There's the uh, it's called Great G B B C. So and then dot birdcount dot Great backyard bird count. Canada, hold on, wait. There's a place. Yeah, so just go birdcount.org and you'll go directly to it. Um, or birdscanada.org. Any of those will take you mm-hmm. to the right place on the web and then you register. Once you register, you get a little form and you go from there.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're sending folks all over the place. I'm going to send you to Maple now. Antonetta is on the line. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good
4: morning. Good morning. Uh, who are you, Charlie? Thank you for taking my call.
2: Our
1: pleasure.
4: I want to ask about the bacon. I'm growing a lot of flowers, uh-huh. but I never growed begonia. And last summer, at the end, I put two pots, and now it's almost a meter high eh? Wow. All the flower because I brought in on the sunny spot.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And now I brought on the greenhouse, but one cut and make some
2: plant
4: yeah. if I could. I don't know how to do, eh?
2: So I wonder what kind of begonia you have. What kind? I don't know.
4: It's high, eh? It's kind it's of tall. high. It's not really the short one, but I don't know the name, eh?
2: Does it have green leaves?
4: It's uh, like, it's not really green, eh?
2: Mm-hmm. It's, so it's like got it's speckles.
4: It a little bit, eh? what,
2: what color are the flowers? The flower is pink. You should be able to take cuttings from okay. the tips.
4: And use
2: the normal soil, the potting soil? Yeah, take normal soil, potting soil. If you have something called stem root, which is a rooting hormone, that yes, will stem I have. I have a number one. Perfect. Yep. Uh, so okay. making sure you remove, you know, you're going to take a cutting that's about five, oh, six inches. I'm
4: learning a lot from you. Thank you, guys. Oh, good. You uh, and Frank are great Great,
2: great person, eh? Oh, thank you, you, Thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck with that. Let us know how it works out, Antoinetta. Okay, bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye now. Uh, well, isn't that a nice, nice phone call from Antoinette? Yeah. I don't know whether she was a first-time caller. I don't remember that name. That's no, what, me neither. Uh, you know what? Just Antoinetta.
2: ring the bell on principle. Yeah. All right, just All right. in case. Just in case. All right. Welcome, and don't be a stranger.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Let me repeat the phone numbers. 416-360-0740 in Toronto. And anywhere in the province, it is toll-free. 1-866-740-4740. When we come back, may I tell you a little bit about what we did yesterday? Uh, we have to take a little bit of a You're break You're
2: always here. getting into some kind of trouble. Well, That uh, Shirley, man, she's just a bad <laughs> influence on you. Well, you we, were such a not troublesome person before.
1: Well, I'll tell you about <laughs> the trouble we got into yesterday after these words on Zoomer Radio.
4: Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Scythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet
0: williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, oh, we got a busy
1: show happening right here uh, from the studio here and in the uh, Libertyville. That's <laughs> Liberty
2: Village. <laughs> Zoomerplex. That's it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Let's go uh, to another part of Toronto. Uh, uh, maybe it's just around the corner. You never know. Marianne, good morning and welcome to the show.
5: Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Uh, the uh, local grocery store after Valentine's Day had uh, potted tulips and daffodils at re- ridiculous giveaway <laughs> prices. Uh-huh. And the daffodils are very tall. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if I could cut them off and put them in a vase, mm-hmm. and save the uh, bulbs mm-hmm. to plant in the garden.
2: For sure. But do I put the pots with the bulbs outside? Not, not when it's this cold. Well, not that it's cold right now, but not when it's cold. So what I would do is, you're absolutely right. Cut the, cut and enjoy the flowers. Right. Remembering that daffodils must be kept. Just with daffodils in a vase. Yes. Don't mix your tulips in. No. So enjoy that. And meanwhile, your pots with the daffodils and of, the bulbs and the leaves have emerged. Keep those in a sunny window. Water them every now and then just because you want to those leaves to continue to grow. Right. And absorb all that sunshine and fatten up the bulbs. And by the time, it'll take about six weeks, and you'll be watering less and less because you're, you're going to realize that the the leaves are going to slowly but surely start to turn yellow, right? And, and as they're slowly but surely turning yellow, they're going to use less water, right? So you don't just water on the calendar; you water based on the whether the the pot you know the soil is moist or not, right? Uh, and eventually, the leaves are all yellow. You've stopped watering; they're completely dormant. By that time, it might be May, uh, and then it's just a question when you want to put them outside you can put them out in the spring you can put them in a cool spot for the summer and then or plant and plant them outside in the fall whichever works for you oh well,
5: that's thank you very yeah, much that's <laughs> really a double bargain
2: then it sure is no <laughs> yeah. absolutely okay good for you. you
1: all righty marianne thanks for joining us here on zoomer radio the garden show with charlie dobbin and oh hey bell ringing arm getting action here all right. that is for sandra in Lindsay. good morning first time caller
6: Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hi there. I wanted to make an inquiry about a campanula. Uh-huh. It's an Italian bellflower, and I wondered if it comes in a seed.
2: Uh, not that I know of. I'm just checking out which one would be called. Uh, campanula is a very common blue... It's Star of Bethlehem, I think. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Star of Bethlehem is... I don't usually think of that as campanula. Hold on. So you've got Italian bellflower. I'm just looking that up first, because... Uh, or do you know the species you know at campanula do you know the name that comes after that
6: um i have a a latin thing, uh C-I-S-O-P-H-Y-L-L-A. c i s o p h y l l a c we minute, c i s o p h y l l a hmm. Well, okay. C period, and then I asked. Oh okay. oh,
2: okay. Yeah, so the C period, C stands for Campanula. Oh, I see. All right, so let's just do that, because I'm not recognizing that Campanula.
6: I had one for a long time, and it died out, and I'd like to replace it.
2: Isophyla. Okay, so there's persic... You, okay, so the one you had a long time ago that you want to replace, was it a fairly tall plant?
6: No, it was a hanging plant.
2: Oh, and was it really, really electric blue, or was it a pale blue?
6: Mine was white.
2: Okay, because typically they're blue. Um, but it was a hanging plant, and you had it outside?
6: No, inside the house.
2: And it was a Campanula for sure. So you had it for a number of years or just yes, for a season? I did. Wow, that's interesting. Hmm. And
6: I all, it always hung in a window that didn't get direct sunlight. It got light, but not. it couldn't stand too much sun.
2: Right. And so it died at some point?
6: It just kind of gave up the ghost. I guess it just got tired. I don't know. I must have had it for 20 years.
2: Wow. Wow. That's cool. Gee. Um, all right, so there's the waterfall uh, series, if you will. Typically there's, I'm just double-checking for white waterfall, because the waterfall Campanula are the ones that either grow as a ground cover outside in our gardens, or they, they're beautiful cascading over a wall if you had mm-hmm. a, a raised garden bed or something. Very, very pretty to do that. Um, and I'm just double-checking in white. It is a pretty tough plant. Like, it can be outside. Yeah, these are all blue. I know. Sorry. So you know what? You might have to leave this with me. But bottom line is you're wondering where you could get this plant? Yes, if it came in seeds. Right, all right, and you're in the Lindsay area. All right, leave that with me, available and available by seed. And you know what? I'm going to check with Stokes Seeds, because they have, like, every seed known to mankind, and they're also sponsors of the show, and I'm hoping somebody from Stokes can come and join me here when Frank's off, you know, (laughs) with his (laughs) tropical drinks and his... Well, I have a
6: little write-up out of a a flowering houseplant
2: book, mm-hmm. and
6: it says uh, to repot it in the spring or sow seeds in spring.
2: Okay. And so refer. why I wondered. And do they refer to it as Italian bellflower? Yes. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh, nice. No. So they are treating it as, a, as an indoor plant. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? Keep listening. I will try and report back today, and if not, I will report for sure next week. All right. That's great. Thanks okay, very then, much. Thanks for your Thank call. Thank you.
1: Thanks for uh, giving us a ring here on uh, Zoomer Radio, 930 on the uh, button there. Well, 931 now. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, uh, i got to tell you quickly. Uh, where Don't tell me should... quickly. Oh, okay.
2: Give the numbers slowly. Uh, let's... <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Very good. I'm getting a direction now from the boss. 416 740 in Toronto, and anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 740 4740 Yeah, Shirley and I went down to the Aga Khan Museum uh-huh. yesterday. I've been wanting to do this for several months, and yeah, things kept popping up. Oh, okay, we won't go. But finally, we, yeah, we're going down. Wow. It is, if you are looking... To take some friends from out of town to, you know, some of the great attractions in Toronto. Make sure that is on the list. It, it is marvelous.
2: Particularly if you're a student of design mm-hmm. or architecture. I mean, obviously there's shows going on and you yeah. you ate some amazing food there as well. Oh. But I was yeah. there back in the summer when they unveiled the landscape. And... Uh, it was stunning, and we'll continue. Reflecting pools, and mm-hmm. beautiful cement. And the Aga
1: Khan was there. Right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so me and the Aga Khan, <laughs> we go way back. I go buds. He's yeah. sending the helicopter for me. <laughs> I think next weekend. Well, you're away. I'm going to be down in his private island.
1: Well, you know, we're going to. F- t- I don't want to take too much time on your show here, but on my show this yes. afternoon, about quarter to two, I'm going to be speaking with Henry Kim, who is the CEO and director of the Aga Khan Museum, and he's going to be on the line with me. with t- Talk a little bit more about the, you're gonna, the building hmm. and, and the exhibit. Of Syria. Oh, oh yeah.
2: my gosh! Yeah, so you saw the Syrian yes, exhibit.
1: marvelous. Yeah, oh. I
2: know it's really good. It's it's a very it's a neat history behind that yeah. why that was built there and mm-hmm. the process of building it and the amount of money it cost to build and I mean even just the, the ma- Japanese
1: the... architect Mr. Maki, I mm-hmm. can't remember his first name but he designed this with light. In mind, mm-hmm. he was given the direction by the Aga to make sure light was kind of the theme. Mm-hmm. And did he ever pull it off? Mm-hmm. Wow. And, it was, and, of course, yesterday was so sunny. It was yeah, beautiful. I
2: bet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the marble. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, and, like, it's all about quality workmanship Absolutely, in there, too. I right? think like yeah. it's just it's unbelievable. Yep. You could spend, like, a week in there just kind of running your hands over the
1: walls. Uh, and uh, Ten. Uh, top 10 out of, make it 11 out of 10.
2: Better than the CN Tower. Yeah,
1: honestly. Really? Is, if you've you know, got really f-
2: family, you know what? Because yeah. that's it's always the classic, eh? Got to mm-hmm. go to Niagara Falls, got to yeah. go to the CN yeah. Tower. But you know what? Put put the oh. Aga Khan Museum on that list when it's you've got people visiting, because yeah. it's a very special place.
1: Absolutely.
7: Okay,
2: right.
1: uh, I'm with you. I think we have another caller on the line here. We do. Lionel. Lionel in Mississauga. Hello there, and welcome to the show.
7: Oh, hi, guys. Good morning, and thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Okay, so now I have um, a blue spruce uh, shrub, or maybe it's a, a dwarf tree. Mm-hmm. It's uh, grown to a bit uh, um, tall. It's about 10 feet tall and about 5 feet wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's overhanging the driveway, though, so it's, you know, scraping the size of the vehicles when you get into the driveway. Right. And I wanted to trim it back. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I want to know, you know, how best to approach it, when's the best time, And, you know, when you trim it back, obviously, you're going to have raw edges at the tips of the branches. Will they grow back to cover those raw edges in in time?
2: Okay, so quick question. You mentioned it's about 10 feet tall and about 5 feet wide, and it's overhanging the driveway. So how close is it planted to the driveway?
7: Well it's you know it is pretty close to the driveway, but when you you know, when you're parking your vehicles
2: Yeah, oh no I understand. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, it happens. And it, poor blue spruces, they're invariably planted in just not quite the right spot and they <laughs> exactly, grow yeah. and exactly. they cause yeah, problems. What
7: yeah, that's what's happened with this one. You know, yeah. we planted pretty close and now it's become so wide that it's Affecting the property, yeah. damaging the vehicles, actually.
2: Yeah, no, it will, for sure. And so here's what you're going to do. Uh-huh. As you might know, because you've had this spruce on the property for a number of years, when the new growth is forming on a blue spruce, typically yeah. June, depending yeah. on the spring, the new growth is bright, bright, bright turquoise. It's very eye-catchingly pretty. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. the older growth is a deeper blue, usually. But uh-huh. the soft new growth is on the tips. Yeah, And it's at that point that you can do your pruning on a spruce when that nice, soft new growth is there. If you look at a branch, <clears throat> yeah. just take one branch, put it in your hand. You Even now, you could go out and you could see where the buds are, where the new growth is going to come. Uh-huh. And if you go from the very outer edge of that branch you're holding in your hand and uh-huh. go up to the first point where the branch actually forks, yeah. you will see a bud there as well, okay. and you 're going to see it most obviously once it starts to grow and yeah. it's, and that 's where you 're going to make your pruning cut you 're going to cut just at like just below if you will that okay. new growth, uh-huh. and when you make that cut, you w- might have removed a couple of inches from the branches. <laughs> Okay. But you will have that new bud will cover that blunt cut that you've left. Yeah.
0: Okay. But, of so course, you, I, you want know, to cut I, yeah, back sure. about a
2: foot, I think, right?
7: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go all around it, you know, right around it to make a nice uh, sort of shape uh, that's, that's going to be left over. But I wanted to cut back say minimum of a foot all around. Mm-hmm.
2: So, so uh, if you wanted to do that, you should have done that about five years ago.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know, I know. <laughs> or, or, you know what? A lot of times people will do it. It's not my favorite thing, but they will trim up. They will remove all the limbs from the bottom of the, yeah. the trunk, so that the tree now clears yeah. everybody's head. I so
7: don't want to do that. It would
2: look pretty silly. Thing. It's only ten exactly. feet tall. Yeah.
7: Okay. Um,
2: so I, yeah, how long? Uh, so how long has it actually been in that spot?
7: Oh, uh, you know, one of fifteen years.
2: Oh, that long. Okay, it's going to say. Yeah,
7: fifteen years. Could yeah. move
2: it, but it'd be a little tricky to move.
7: Well, the water line runs, uh, on, you know, at the base of the roots, so. Mm-hmm. To do that, have, you know, after calling the city and so on, so. right. it will cost a lot of money, and mm. probably one, you might as well, you know, chop the tree down at that point.
2: Yeah, well, it, buy it, a new tree. Yeah, well, that might be a good plan. Just because it's, I mean, again, if you're going to do any trimming on a spruce, do it when it's actively growing. Mm-hmm. Take a look at it, see if there's any logical way that you can prune it. Try pruning it. Stand back. If it looks really, really silly, I would mm-hmm. cut it down and start again. Mm-hmm. But plant so, it in a better
7: spot. Given the warm weather today would be a good day.
2: No, 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 no. We're the only pruning we would do today because you're right. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful day to get outside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We yeah. could do some pruning on our fruit trees if yeah. we had apples, peaches, pears, uh-huh. crab yeah. apples, um, as okay. some of those deciduous plants could be pruned on a day like today. But no evergreens.
7: Okay. 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 Yeah, sorry. But Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Yeah, advice. thank
2: you. And I, I understand your dilemma, and my heart uh-huh. goes out to you and your spruce. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: Thanks a <for> lot, <laughs> Thank I you, appreciate. Lionel. Yeah, thank Bye-bye. you for joining us on a gorgeous, long weekend. with coming It doesn't coming get
2: up. any prettier than this. Well, eh? And
1: we're going to hit records today, I think, or break some.
2: Uh, well, yes. Yeah, so, you know, they keep talking about how warm it's going to be yeah. and, you know, family weekend and mm-hmm. get out and enjoy. Nobody's talking about um, flooding. Like, nobody's talking about a um, massive melt. Now maybe it's because there isn't that much snow; they're not worried well, about massive in, in, melt
1: in Midtown Toronto, yeah, or downtown Toronto. Not not a lot of snow at all. But well, look here. Still I mean, there's, there's some banks of
2: yeah. snow, not a lot. I mean, it's pretty dirty and ugly. But yeah, where you are, Whoa. you've got yeah. footage, I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some meterage you're right. almost.
1: You're right. Uh We have to take a little bit of a break right here, and uh, then we'll come back. And say hi to uh, Alan out there in Elmira, okay? That's where we're heading next here in the Garden Show. I'll let you know that lines are open, 416-360-0740 for Toronto area callers. And anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Charlie shall return to solve your gardening problems or offer up suggestions of your own, whatever the case may be, coming up next here
0: on the Garden Show. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
2: All righty,
1: we're away and running here. We've got, we're talking two it. different languages yeah,
2: here, a little behind the, the eight ball. Okay, Before, Alan, wait, yes, oh yes. Let, okay. let me just go back to Sandra. All right, yes. Sandra's hanging on in Lindsay, wondering about where she can get seeds for Italian uh, bellflower, also known as Campanula isophylla. The only seed supplier that I can see on a quick glance is a company called Thompson & Morgan. So Thompson & Morgan, they're a British seed supplier. They can be reached, obviously, via the web through thompsonmorgan.com. If you don't have access to the web and you want to try giving them a call, uh, my suggestion, Sandra, is you give them a call uh, to right, right directly to England. The number is zero eight four four five seven three one eight one eight. So that's zero eight four sorry zero eight four four five seven three one eight one eight. Thompson Morgan, you're looking for Campanula. Isophyla seeds Alrighty.
1: all righty okay right. excellent now uh to elmira we go and there's alan good morning alan
8: good morning frank morning charlie good morning uh, hello hello we're here we're here and we can yeah. hear your puppy yeah <laughs> sandy stop um amaryllis yep i have a white one going to bloom and a red one going to bloom mm. i was wondering if i could uh Cross-pollinate them to uh, get a pink or something.
2: <laughs> well, you probably won't get a pink. You, you logically, you would think a little red and a little white would make pink. You might. You, who knows what you would get? So that's the interesting thing. Yes, if you wanted to get out there with your little, you know, paintbrush or a Q-tip, but remember, if you're going to do that pollinating, cross-pollinating, and pretend you're the little little insect doing that movement yeah. of pollen. Across to the other plant you're going to have to bag the um, you know bag the, where you've the ovary, if you will, the stigma, and uh, allow seeds to form it's going to take a number of years to grow those seeds to be big enough to have flowers yeah uh, I,
8: the, the red ones I started them well, it's five years ago now, yeah. That's well, cool. Some, some of them, some of them started flowering after four years. but okay. Some of them haven't flowered. yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's the size of the bulb more than anything. So yeah. I mean, sure, why not? Be interesting.
8: Well, I, I just wondered because I, I never had a white, I never didn't have a white one before.
2: Yeah. Well, and there's so many variations on amaryllis now. I mean, that's been one of the things the breeders have been working ah. on the last yeah. twenty years: is different colors and speckles ah. and freckles and shapes of petals and all kinds of really neat things. So sure, why not try it? You never know. You could come up with something amazing and then you get to name it.
7: Yes. If I live long enough. To see
2: a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, it's a couple of years to make it happen, but it can be a fun thing to do.
1: Yeah. Good stuff, okay. and good luck with that. Thank yeah. you, Helen. Thank you. Have Thank a great you. day, a great long weekend. You just
2: it's, never uh, know yeah. what people are up to, eh? Exactly. Doing a little, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde experiments with plants, <laughs> trying oh, things.
1: You never know what's out there. Uh, oh, for, I do know we do have a first-time <laughs> caller, though. Oh, good. Yep, there's Helen in Toronto. Good morning, Helen.
5: Good morning. Good morning. Um, I was good morning to both of you, and I listen all the time, and I've been meaning to call, and I thought I'd just have to do it. <laughs> I was given um an azalea um at Christmas time, and it was beautiful and there was buds on it, but the buds never opened up the buds everything has dried on it
2: oh, yeah it was it's from lack of water it must have dried out at some point.
5: no the thing is is that I poke it, and the, the it seems like it's pot bound
2: they do seem like they're pot bound but uh if if the buds have dried and dropped, and if the leaves look quite limp, even though you've watered it, it must – azaleas are interesting. They will dry – you can't really allow an azalea to experience what we call water stress, so a need for water. As soon as it's had some water stress, it affects the quality of the plant pretty much forever and ever, unless you're really patient and you want to baby it back to health. So, yes, it's a, It. I – I wouldn't worry about it being super pot-bound just now. It will – seem like it's pot-bound, but unless you've got roots growing out the bottom, for now it's more about keeping the plant constantly moist, not wet, but moist, fertilizing it with an acid loving fertilizer. So something a fertilizer specifically for azaleas. And doing that, you know every month or so, every two weeks according to the directions on the fertilizer. But do feel the surface of the soil every single day. And as soon as it starts to feel a little bit dry, water. Make sure it's getting lots of sun. Make sure you turn it 180 degrees every couple of days so you've got balanced growth. And don't be afraid to to prune it back. Um, Probably now or in the next two weeks would be the time to prune it back because it's going to help force some new growth so it won't end up being like a scraggly little plant.
5: Okay, so I can prune it back now because right now, The leaves are falling off like it's dry, dry, dry. Yeah, yeah. So everything's falling off.
2: Right. Yeah. So give it a good clean up. Take it over to the garbage. Flip it upside down. Comb your fingers through the the branches so all the dead stuff comes off because you don't want the dead leaves sitting on the surface of the soil. They will uh, uh, start to rot and you'll get you'll end up with some fungal problems. So you know be be quite brutal in the sense that you know just combing gently all the anything that wants to come off get it off. Get out your pruners. Cut it all back. Give it a really thorough watering. Take it in the shower with you. Just make sure it's, you know, gets really that. It's a peat moss ball, and it's sometimes hard to get the moisture right into the center of that ball. So really water, let it sit in water for 20 minutes in a saucer so that that water will penetrate right to the center of that root ball and then drain out whatever's left in the saucer at that point.
5: Okay, so it can be in the sun because according to the directions on here, it says no direct sunlight.
2: That's uh, what I'm concerned yeah, no, uh, I, I keep mine in lots of sun all the time. You, okay. You, as long as it's very bright, that's fine, too, but it does need bright. It does not want a dark corner. It doesn't want to be 10 feet away from a window. It wants okay. to be closer than that.
5: Okay. Okay? Okay, great. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Thank Helen. Thank you.
2: All uh, right. Don't be a stranger. Call don't, back anytime. Well, you know what? I got an email from one of our yeah. listeners. I just didn't get a chance to uh, answer her back. She has an azalea, Helen, I hope you're listening, that, the listener who emailed me photos, her is, Ellie, is 25 years old.
1: Holy cow. Yeah,
2: so she's kept it for 25 years, and it's in full bloom right now again. So, But her trick is she puts it out every summer. And by getting it outside, it's in all that lovely humidity outside, and she puts it in the mm-hmm. shade outside, uh, but it, nice, lots of moisture, lots of humidity, brings it in in August every year, and it's a happy, blooming plant all winter.
1: Good stuff. You know, we're... Uh Basically prisoners of the time And we have to take another break Here's what I'm trying to get to okay? okay? But we do have Barbara and Bev and Ron Waiting to talk to Charlie Coming up next here on
0: the Garden Show Fur and feathers and bugs of all size There's more going on in the garden Than you realize Should small creatures become a big problem Then you've got the Garden Show With Charlie Dobbin Exclusively on Zoomer Radio
1: and the sous chef of the garden, uh, handing things back to Charlie just momentarily because we meant to squeeze this little note in about the uh, um, get the jump on spring. That's
2: it. Perfect weekend for it too. So that's today. Just want to remind everybody: after this show is done, you're all juiced up. You're thinking about gardening opening the doors open at tbg toronto botanical garden at 10 a.m today they stay open until 4 p.m free admission free parking exhibitors expertise shop till you drop have a bunch of fun get the jump on spring you
1: got it okay we're barking up the right tree here um hey out in mississauga there's barbara hello barbara
9: oh hi good morning how are you today excellent Good, good. Um, I've got a Norfolk pine that I got before Christmas, mm-hmm. and it was doing really, really well until about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed at the bottom, the um, it's going kind of brown, mm-hmm. uh, and and now other areas in it are. And I know you gotta spray it. I've been spraying it every day. But good. I'm wondering, you know, what I'm doing wrong? Too much water,
2: not enough? So you're, yeah, you're misting with water, trying to keep that humidity up, which is good, uh-huh. and you're keeping it away from drafts. No hot air is is blowing on it. No cold air is blowing on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Good. And you've got it in some bright, a bright sunny location.
9: Okay, I probably don't have it in a sunny enough location. Yeah, it does want. If, if I have it any closer to the window, it's going to be. Close to the vents, so you know it's got the hot air blowing
2: out. Right, so you've got those um, like a duct that's uh, in your floor, a yeah, vent in your uh-huh. floor? Okay, yeah. so what plastic. I do, yeah, is I go to my local Home Depot and I pick up something called a vent deflector. And okay. it's a clear plastic with magnets. Oh, and, and it,
9: have it. A, yeah. Yeah, I'll go in the I can, direction away from that. That's the right. Fence. Direct
2: the hot air. You still want the hot air in the room, but you just don't want it blowing uh, straight up uh, you know, into the plants. So okay. direct that uh-huh. way. Get the plant closer to the window. Remember to turn that plant because it will yeah. grow very lopsided if it's allowed to just sit still. Uh-huh. And when it comes to water, how big is the pot? Is it a small uh, Norfolk Island pine or a big one? Um, it's about four feet high. Oh, so it is a good-sized pot. Mm-hmm. So... The trick to watering a plant of that size is that we can't stick our finger in and really learn much. It's Uh too deep. And so it's very hard to know when to water, and it's too big to start picking it up to feel the weight. That's a a good um, example. When you're out there getting that vent deflector, also pick up a moisture meter. So okay. a moisture meter is a probe. You stick the probe into the soil down, you know, mm-hmm. six, seven inches, and that meter will tell you the status of the moisture level down where you can't, you don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, is that uh-huh. available at most good garden centers? Yeah,
2: good yeah. garden centers, and you should even have it at your Canadian Tire, your Home Depot, mm-hmm. any of the, anybody who pl- carries any plant supplies, probably even Walmart has them. So it's just okay. got a little battery in it and, a, a, a you know, a... a gauge. Um, exactly, yeah. a gauge. The show's wet, dry, and in between. And uh, and of course, what you're aiming for is you want this plant to not ever go completely dry, but you okay. also don't want it to sit and get super soggy, and you, the roots will start to rot if it's wet all the time.
9: So, so at what point on the moisture meter should I be uh, adding more
2: water? So you'll get it down to the medium dry side. Not to dry dry, but just... Medium dry. Yeah, yeah. medium dry before you water. When you okay. do water, you'll water thoroughly, so the water goes through the drainage holes out into the saucer below and then you'll let it dry down again until that gauge gets back to the medium dry side
9: and is it okay if there's water in in the pool at the bottom or should you empty out the saucer underneath
2: it you know what I would do so that you don't have to be such a worry about the misting so much is consider uh, a tray with pebbles and water in the pebble tray at all times then when you water the plant and the water goes out the drainage holes it'll just drain into your pebble tray Oh, and okay. that way it won't ever sit in water, because it'll be sitting up on the gravel. Yep. Okay. Very okay.
1: Good. Hey, very good, Barbara. Thank you.
9: Thank you.
2: Thanks hey, for calling. Thank you. A
1: neat little town called Uxbridge to the northeast. Mm-hmm. Bev is there. Hi, Bev. Good morning.
9: Good morning.
5: Morning. Uh, I have a tomato growing mm-hmm. plant, and, and it's blooming, but it has bloomed several times, but there's no tomatoes. And I wondered if I have to...
2: You have to be the little insect.
5: I have to be the bumblebee.
2: Yeah, yeah. You okay. got to pull out your Q-tip or your paintbrush, and you're going to have to move some pollen between the flowers. Okay. Okay. Very good. <laughs> good Thank you. Good luck with okay. that. Uh, all right. <laughs> and I believe
1: this this could be our final call uh, for the morning. Uh, Ron in Scarborough, welcome to the show.
8: Yes. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Um, yes, I have a, a yellow rose um, patio a patio rose tree. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I took it out of the ground, mm. and I have it sitting in the garage, which is around it's around eight degrees. Mm-hmm. the The branches are green, and the, it looks okay. Mm-hmm. But there's little shoots coming up, white shoots. Like some are about half inch, some are uh, three, four inches. And that's Should coming I up, clipping fr- those back as they grow, or
2: so that's coming up from the root ball. Or along the stem.
8: Oh, along the stem. Yeah. yeah. At the end, the end of the stems, like the, the continuation of the stem.
2: Oh, it's growing is what it is. The reason they're white is because it's in the dark. Uh, uh-huh. so, yeah, so you're saying that on the tips of the branches, you're getting what appears to be little g- new growth. Yes. So you, hmm, there's no windows in your garage, no light. No. Sounds happy, though. Eh? It wants to grow. And so warm to today.
8: It, uh, yes, it's going to be well, more can than I eight put degrees it out for the day. Well, it's <laughs> it going to be more than hours?
2: eight degrees in your garage. It's it you may, it may, it better vent the garage because it's going to be like fifteen or twenty degrees in there with the sun beating down. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a challenge. Uh, you almost could, I wouldn't put it right out, but I'd certainly, like I say, get some fresh Open air in, that door in there. To the garage. Maybe? Yeah, and see if you can get some light on it. What's going to happen is the white is going to turn green because that's what's happening. The growth is there, but there's no chlorophyll being formed because there's no light on the plant Uh and so you're going to have to figure out what you can do to support the growth that's you know it's the plant knows it knows the days are getting longer and it's responding to the longer days and wants to get going it's got lots of energy in its Uh root so hmm there's no way, yeah, you wouldn't want to bring it in your house. What you need is you need to get some light on it. Could you perhaps get a grow light and hook it up in the garage and just turn it on for 12 hours a day for the next month um, or so? I guess
8: I could do that. And that- then would those shoots come out like the normal, yep. uh, like normal growth. Yep,
2: exactly. Then you wouldn't be out there pruning it so much. Because if you keep pruning it, you're going to end up pruning where the flowers would have been. Like you don't want to keep pruning it right now unless it's just a one-time prune for shape.
8: Okay. Sounds like the grow um, light might be the. Idea. It seems a little lopsided. One side yeah. you've got a lot of branch, some doesn't. So yeah. I, I shouldn't be doing anything until spring, basically. Well, no,
2: but consider the... it spring now because as far as that plant is concerned, it's spring. So oh, even it's okay. it's been in that warmer location, so the the plant is ready to go. So do a do a proper pruning. Get some lights on it. Water as necessary and get it outside as soon as we start getting some nice weather okay. and in for the night if necessary.
1: Thank you, Ron. We have to scoot. Uh, ah,
2: and we ran out of show. Yep.
1: Dave Rediger and Alan Gelman, all the gang from uh, Dave's. Uh, Garage. They're all
2: juiced up oh, by that. Oh,
1: they are going to have a ball today. <clears throat> you know it. They're broadcasting live and direct from the Canadian International Auto Show. Yeah, this, so today. if you
2: can get down there, you can meet them live and ask your questions in per- person.
1: And my friend, uh, I'll be saying uh, au revoir oh, to you for a little while. I hate you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you frank sebastian. man i'm so jealous frank's <laughs> off for three weeks to cruise the caribbean and he's leaving me behind but it's okay i'll find some other people to have breakfast with
1: <laughs> very good <laughs> you're to buy
2: today i, yeah, I know okay. thank you right. frank thanks sebastian see you all again next week
0: this has been an exclusive podcast of the garden show with charlie dobbin heard every saturday morning at nine on zoomer radio the new am 740